0: Welcome to The Things Around Us, the podcast that helps you learn at least one new thing with each episode, where paperclips are fascinating, fun facts are welcome, and knowledge is our gateway to better lives. I'm your host, Kessler McLaughlin. The topic for our very first episode is something I have a feeling will either keep you coming back for more things like it, or you'll be completely turned away. Either way, let's dive in. When I was thinking about what I'd talk about on this show, I kept storyboarding lots of complex historical topics, something grand and magnanimous, something hard-hitting and, and really, really complex. But I simply kept coming back to paperclips. I haven't been able to stop thinking about them lately, and I don't even frequently use them. But, if you're like me, you still have a bunch of them around, just in case. And quite frankly... We don't really have a need for paper clips anymore when most of our work is not done on paper anymore, but it's done digitally. So, unless you're using the attachment button on email that looks like a paper clip, you're really not interacting with them too much anymore. But I did some digging and I wasn't disappointed. And if you're still listening because you have a curiosity in random things, you'll enjoy what I found as well. So the earliest patent for something resembling a paperclip was filed in 1887. That's according to the University of Houston. And as I was researching this and and reading through articles, and by the way, there are a ton of great articles on the internet um, from reputable sources, actually, about the paperclip. The earliest that I've been able to find in all of that research was this um, 1887 patent that the University of Houston found. So around the mid-1800s, and this is where it gets really interesting, and this is why it's significant. Around the mid-1800s, the Industrial Revolution was really just awakening. Uh, So that means that things like transportation were improving, and manufacturing, and, and all of these things, because all of a sudden it was getting easier... To source and transport iron ore um, both from the source and to get this to its final state in production and then get it out to whatever the material was going to be used for, whether it's bridges, whether it's in our case paper clips, things like that. It was a lot easier and cheaper to do it at that point. With transportation improving and and manufacturing of steel getting easier and cheaper, Slate Magazine actually had an interesting article on this if you'd like to learn more. We, We posted a link in the show notes, but with all that cheap steel, there were a lot of ideas floating around about what to do with it. People were experimenting. You know, this is where, um, you know, railroads came in, and, and all of this stuff that all of a sudden steel was making possible that wasn't necessarily easily accessible before. So around that time, business was done on paper, lots of paper. So before the paper clip, pins were actually used to keep papers together. Now, you might have seen these. These were the, the T-shaped pins, you know, where you, you push them into the paper, and obviously, because of that, they were not ideal. They poked holes through documents, and they also apparently, and I didn't know this, they had a tendency to rust. Not to mention, like, if you try reaching into a full box of paper clips, I'm sorry, pins, they could stab you like they had something to protect. So society needed a solution that wouldn't necessarily destroy papers or give folks a rusty flesh wound. Johann Wehler is commonly credited with being the inventor of the paperclip. He had a patent in Germany in 1899. Now, that was the same year William Middlebrook was awarded a patent for the machine that produced the paperclip. So, you've got Baylor, uh with the square, triangular-shaped paperclip patent. Meanwhile, Middlebrook got the patent ...for the machine that produced what we know as the current paperclip, most popular design that we all know and love today. So, the University of Houston had a great article that basically said Middlebrook developed his machine for a company in England called the Gem Company. So, the familiar design we see today is called the Gem Paperclip. As for Vailer, while well, his first patent was in 1899 in Germany... He was actually from Norway, and that country didn't have a patent office at the time, so he filed his paperclip patent in the United States in 1901. So here's how you can relay all this to your friends at the water cooler. The gem paperclip we recognize today, and that's gem G-E-M, it was invented in the late 1800s as the Industrial Revolution was picking up. The machine was designed by William Middlebrook, and Johann Wehler gets credit for the bendy metal contraption we recognize today. That the design hasn't changed much since those days says a lot about how effectively the paperclip is designed. It doesn't rust, stick together with other paperclips in the box, or destroy papers. And we can thank Middlebrook and Wehler for likely less tetanus on top of all of that. So I'd like to thank both Slate Magazine and the University of Houston for their work on this adventure. Their articles are posted in the show notes for your reading pleasure, but beware, each will lead you on a fascinating journey. So be careful with that rabbit hole and just make sure to come back here for your next trailhead to knowledge. Well, thank you so much for joining me on this edition of The Things Around Us, the podcast that helps you learn at least one new thing with each episode. You can follow us on Twitter at Around Us Show. And as always, friends, remember, knowledge can have a lasting impact not just on you, but those around you as well. Until next time, I'm your host, Kessler McLaughlin, and these are The Things Around Us.